On today's Dingy Corners, we talk Mike Trout and Byron Buxton. We talk a little Wander Franco. We talk some Bowman Chrome Blue versus Bowman Chrome Base. And of course, we talk a little Akil Badu. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Dinging Corners. Welcome, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Nate. And today we are going to be doing the 20, uh, 2021 Week 5 recap, but we're doing it a little bit different. So usually we go through, we have a little bit of conversation about something in the beginning, and then we go through and we talk about a uh, divisional recap, one guy from each division. Um, we didn't do it last week because we did the 2021 Bowman Baseball recap, and we're not going to do it this week because there's just a lot I wanted to talk about, and I didn't want to take up time to go Division by division, I thought it would just take too much time. For starters, let's start with Akil Badu. So, Akil Badu, obviously, Rule 5 guy for the Tigers from the Twins. And he's had 22 games on the year, and his batting line, his hitting line, batting line, whatever you want to call it, is down to 203 with a 233 on base and a 522 slugging. The 203 average is not great. The 233 on base percentage is not great, but that 522 slugging is really nice. And a 755 OPS is not bad either. Of course, that is a 101 WRC plus on the year, which means he's 1% better than league average one month through the season, which for a guy that hasn't played above A ball is pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, nothing, nothing at all to scoff at um, for a kill, but do that being said, the rest of it, not great. 4.1 walk rate, not good. 45.2% K rate, not good. The four doubles, the three triples, and the four home runs are nice. But And the .2 Fangraphs wins above replacement, also pretty nice, considering you're really not expecting to get much out of a guy who hasn't played above A ball like Akil Badu. I know we bring him up every week. Let me just point out that I do not hate Akil Badu. I only bring him up because his prices went so high and you just knew they were going to come crashing back down. And so while I want Akil Badu to do well in the majors, and I would love for him to have a long, very productive career, become a star, have all you know many blessings his way, right? The reason I bring him up is because you look over here and his Bowman Chrome Auto started the year after his first three games. You remember the games, Grand Slam, first pitch home run in his first career game, and a walk-off single his third game. And his prices went all the way up to $205. And the people that were buying there made a big mistake, a big mistake. And if it was you, I'm sorry that I keep bringing this home. But I want to keep bringing this up so that people remember not to chase the hot guy, not to chase the guy that has the Cinderella story, because likely you are going to lose money. And right now, we are five weeks into the season and we went from $205 to $82. Now, there was... There some cards that were a little bit cheaper, but this was the last sale. So Akil Badu, 205 to 82. We'll see where it goes from here. It seems like it's stagnating a little bit at 82. So I think there's some people that maybe are trying to buy it to keep a floor. We'll see. That's our Akil Badu update. On to the next one, and we're talking injuries. So we had two major, major injuries to some very young guys this week. Dustin May was number one. He is going to have tummy John surgery. 
he is going to be out the rest of this year and probably a portion of next year. Stinks. It stinks a lot. I love Dustin May. You watch him on Pitching Ninja on Twitter, and you will see him lighting up pitching Twitter all over the place, throwing 9,800-mile-per-hour two-seamers that move like 17 inches. It's insane. It shouldn't be possible. Dustin May was so much fun. And yet the Dodgers are going to have to figure something else out because he's out for the year, and it stinks that it had to be him. You know, you don't want injuries to happen to anybody, but he was like the most fun pitcher the Dodgers had, at least from my perspective, one I enjoyed watching. I don't really enjoy watching. You know, Clayton Kershaw is nice, but he's old now. I've seen him plenty of times. Trevor Bauer just doesn't interest me, right? And the list keeps going. Dustin May was really interesting. Julio Rice is interesting, but Dustin May was really interesting, and now that's been taken away. And this is the big risk with pitching investments. You know, I love investing in pitchers. I think pitching investments are underrated. And I think there's a good way to make money, but one bad move and your investment isn't moving for a year. And so you look at this and April 29th, 2021, a Dustin May Topps Chrome Pink rookie PSA 10 sold for $81 on bids, April 29th. On May 3rd, uh, the day or two days after he tore his elbow, I don't remember it might have been the first, might have been the second. Um, the day or two days after he tore his elbow, right? The same card, Topps Chrome Pink PSA 10 of Dustin May, sold for $62 shipped. So that is a $10 drop on the Dustin May Pink after the injury news. And we'll see where it goes from here. Dustin May isn't exactly a guy I'd be buying at $77 for a PSA 10 Pink. So it's not like this is a buying opportunity in my eyes. I think if you bought a bunch of Chrome and were grading them, that's a spectacular opportunity. You know, if you're making 60, 70, 80 bucks, especially before prices went up to 25 and especially before PSA grading stopped, um, that was a spectacular opportunity. But not buying them at $80 and not buying them at 60 So sometimes injuries happen and they stink, but it doesn't create a buying opportunity. And for me, this is not a buying opportunity. And then number two on the list, and this is really, really unfortunate, especially for the White Sox because they already had the Eloy Jimenez injury, and that is Luis Robert. So he tore his groin, and he is going to be out 12 to 16 weeks. So Dustin May is out for the year and a lot of next year. Luis Robert is not out for the year, but he is out for probably you know three to four months, which is really unfortunate for a guy who a lot of people enjoy watching and is really fun to watch just from a baseball standpoint, let alone an investment standpoint. And so we have his Bowman Chrome first PSA 10. So not as, not as rookie, it's his first. We don't always cover rookie cards here. We'll cover a various multitude of cards, and this time I chose his first. And so on May 1st, his Bowman Chrome first card PSA 10 sold for $210 shipped. On May 5th, the day after, today when I'm recording, but tomorrow you're watching this tomorrow on May 6th, the day after his injury news, they had dropped all the way to $180. That is a $30 drop in four days and the big drop because of injury news. Now, I should point out that there is a lot of sales in here that are somewhat lower. So this might just be one of those lower sales. For the most part, they were in the 200, 190 to 210 range, but there was an occasional one that was below that point. That might be this. There hasn't been another sale. So if you're curious, go on today, look up 
2018 Bowman Chrome Luis Robert PSA 10 and see if there's another sale price in there so you can see if it's dropping. If it is dropping, that definitely might be a buying opportunity. I don't love Luis Robert. I think he's a little bit too boom or bust for me to really get on board with, but I know a lot of people do, and all you need is hype, and pretty much all you need is hype of him coming back from the injury to cause the prices to rise again. So buying opportunity there, but you're going to want to check the prices because I don't know if this 175 is legit or not. So that's our injuries, big time injuries this week, unfortunate injuries this week. One of those things that you hate to see as a baseball fan, you hate to see it as an investor, you hate to see it as a card collector, especially if you're a White Sox card collector or a Dodgers card collector, two of your young players are out. Not fun, not fun, and it's really not fun for baseball fans all over the place because these are two guys that are very fun and all over Twitter highlights, MLB highlights, all that stuff, and you're missing out on that, and it stinks. Okay, so minors recap. So we're going to do a minors recap and a majors recap, and we're going to recap one guy, and um, it's pretty easy to figure out who is going to be recapped because there's two guys that stick out, and they're also the two best players in each, you know, the best player in each league. Miners recap is Wander Franco. So through two games, he has eight plate appearances. Now, I say through two games. Mind you that the game is still going on right now while I am recording. So he's only had three plate appearances tonight, and he has two hits. He had five plate appearances last night, and he had three hits. So eight plate appearances on the year, five hits, one double, one triple, one home run. So he had a triple last night. He has a double and a home run tonight. He had a stolen base and... Of those three outs that he has, zero come from strikeout, which is really nice to see. He is making contact left and right. And if he keeps this up, there's literally no way the Rays don't call him up by like June 1st. I would have thought they would wait longer, but you cannot let this man tear up the minors like this and not have him on his team, especially when Willie Adamas, good defender, bad offensive player, is in that spot. You could have Juan DeFranco there. It would be amazing. So Wander Franco absolutely scorching three extra base hits, five total hits, and eight plate appearances to start the year. It's time. It's Wander Franco time in the MLB, and I cannot wait to see what he does. If you have cards, hold those bad boys. Do not sell because it's about to get really, really, really fun. And if you're waiting, if you're waiting to buy, I would buy now. Get something, even if it's a Bowman Chrome base non-graded get it because you do not want to miss out on this opportunity and then for mlb recap who else could we have besides mike trout and byron buxton so aaron put up this post the al mvp race and he said how is there you know there's such a big discrepancy between pop report and price for mike trout and byron buxton and you can see it on the screen and i will share the numbers for those of you that are listening the pop report on Mike Trout, PSA 10 is 5301 and the price is $4,275 for his Tops Update PSA 10. Byron Buxton's Tops Update PSA 10 from 2015, a pop report of 14 so from 5301 to 14 and $275. So Mike Trout has a $4,000 lead on these two cards. Now, we're going to go over the stats, and then we're going to talk a little bit about why this is because some people are like, this is such a stupid post, and we'll talk about it a little bit and see what we can find out. Mike Trout, to be clear, 
I like the post. I think it was valuable. So there we go. 25 games, 105 plate appearances. He is hitting 407 with a 514 on base and a 779 slugging. That is Barry Bonds-esque territory with that on-base percentage and that average. Obviously, Ted Williams' average territory, Barry Bonds' on-base percentage territory. Absolutely amazing. Um, a 1293 OPS. Um, OPS. Incredible. Love to see that keep going one month through the season. That's unbelievable. He has 35 hits with eight doubles and eight home runs on the season. 18 strike or walks to 28 strikeouts, which is really nice to see. That's a ton of walks for him. And a 258 OPS plus, which is 158% better than league average, which is by far the best he's ever done. And he's been worth 2.1 baseball reference wins above replacement. On the other side, you have Byron Buxton who has played 22 games with 89 plate appearances. He is hitting 386 with a 427 on base and an 819 slugging, which is good for a 1246 OPS. Byron is second in the league in average and on base. Mike Trout is first in the league in average and on base, but Byron is first in slugging and Mike Trout is second. But overall, Mike Trout is first in OPS and Byron Buxton is second. Byron has 32 hits on the year, including nine doubles and nine home runs. He's about to have double-digit doubles and double-digit home runs, and he's only played 22 games, four walks to 20 strikeouts, so he's never a big walk guy. He does a lot of damage by hitting the ball hard and getting extra base hits and taking, taking hits away from the defense. And what I mean by that is running out ground balls and stealing singles, hitting ground balls to the outfield and stealing doubles. He's going to keep doing it. It is amazing. You love to see it. The strikeouts, not too bad. 20 in 22 games, that's really good. The walks, though, you would like to see that up a little bit, but you can't complain. 253 OPS plus is obviously amazing. It's a little bit behind Mike Trout's, but it is incredible for a guy that has been dealing with injuries and disappointments for a number of years, and you are watching Byron Buxton finally, finally arrive, and he's win worth 2.5 baseball wins above replacement in the first month of the season, which is absolutely incredible because there's like five months of the season. He would be a 10 win above replacement season plus, 10 plus wins above replacement on the season if he keeps this pace up. And you are looking at two guys who have elevated their game and are squarely one and two in the MVP race, whichever way you want to put it. It does not matter. I think you can make arguments for either guy, and nobody, nobody should bat an eye. That being said, Mike Trout, probably going to win it. Byron Buxton definitely has, if he keeps this up, a couple MVPs in his system, which is why $275 for a Tops Update PSA 10 for Pop 14 seems kind of outrageous. But he's in that weird era of 2015-2016 where you got guys like Chris Bryant and Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa and Corey Seager and Trey Turner that people just don't really love to buy, and I don't know why. I just don't have an answer for you. Now, as for their pop report and their price difference, there was one guy that was like, this is such a pointless post. Why would you put this up? And to some extent, you know, I get what he's saying. Mike Trout is obviously Mike Trout. That's the reason his price is up. It's not because he's an MVP candidate and Byron Buxton is an MVP candidate. It's sustained success in the MLB level that drives your prices up. 
Juan Soto's prices have been driven up because of sustained excellence the last couple of years. Ronald Lacuna too. Fernando Tatis going to get there or is there already with sustained success, even in a small sample size through two seasons in the beginning of a third season. Now, Mike Trout obviously is a three-time MVP, eight-time All-Star, eight-time Silver Slugger, and he has 76.1 career baseball reference wins above replacement. That's amazing since 60 is the threshold for a Hall of Famer, and Mike Trout isn't even 30 yet. On the other side of the spectrum, you've got Byron Buxton, who, no MVPs, none of that stuff. He's played 64 out of 162 possible games between the minors and the majors in 2018. He played 87 out of 162 possible games in the minors and the majors in 2019. And he played 39 out of a possible 60 games in the majors last year in 2020. So if you're keeping track at home, he's barely playing any baseball games, 162 game seasons, and he's missing almost half of it or a little bit more less or more than half of it each of the last three seasons. So the big thing for him, he can hit all he wants. He can be amazing all he wants, but I just don't think people are going to trust him to be healthy until he does it. And so I don't know if you're going to see his prices move that much until unless he stays healthy this year and then starts out hot next year. So Mike Trout is that high of a price because of sustained excellence. And you can see it on the left side, Byron Buxton, that price because of so many injuries. As for head-to-head -head comparisons, Byron Buxton is two years younger, but has 52 less, no, 62 less wins above replacement in his career, despite being two years younger. And that is the main reason between the price for Mike Trout and the price for Byron Buxton. Obviously, it's self-explanatory, but it's still interesting to look at considering they are the top two guys in the league. And there is a huge discrepancy between price and just PSA totals graded. And then finally, we went on to what to buy. Now, what I mean by what to buy is this. I'm looking at Hedbert Perez autos because I would like to get one. As a Brewers fan, I'm very excited about him. I think we could have him be like one of the next 18-year-old kids that everyone wants to buy. And I want to get in on that, right? I'm a Brewers fan. I want to get in on that. So I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it, and it's like, you know, what should I buy? Should I buy maybe one or two base, or should I try to buy something a little bit nicer? Maybe a, a refractor, a purple, you know, a blue. And, you know, obviously the idea would be to buy the numbered card because that's better, but it's more expensive. I don't know if I want to spend that money. So what I did for this exercise was I went in and I grabbed a blue auto of a guy and then a blue and then a base auto of the guy and try to figure out the price discrepancy first with Hedbert Perez, figure out the price discrepancy there and how many base autos I could buy for the blue auto and then go to other guys and see how it changes as their careers progress. Um, most of these are graded BGS 9.5, if not all of them. So do with that what you will. So first off, we've got Hedbert Perez on May 4th. His blue auto, number to 150, sold for $586. His base auto sold for $165. So if you're keeping track at home, you could buy one blue auto or you could buy three and a half base autos. Now, obviously, you can't buy a half of an auto, but for this um, project, just bear with me, okay? You're not going to buy that half auto. Just assume you're putting that money in your pocket. 
but you can buy three and a half. So one blue auto or three and a half is the question I wanted answered. What is going to get you more money in the future? If you had asked me before looking up the stats, I would have said, of course, it's going to be the blue. You get it graded. You get the base graded. If you get all the same grade, I would still take the blue. I don't think you're going to hit enough money on the base, but we're going to dive in deeper to find out if that's the case. And so sure enough, we got here, first example, Juan Soto. So he had a 2016 Bowman Chrome Blue Auto, number to 150, BGS 9.5, sell on March 8th for almost $30,000. We're talking $29,878 there. On March 9th, a day later, he had a BGS 9.5 Bowman Chrome Base Auto, sell for $4,401, $2.00. $1.99. So $4,402. So almost $30,000 on March 8th for the blue BGS95 and a little under $4,402 4, on March 9th, a day later. If you look at the side, you could either have gotten one blue auto or 6.8 base autos for the same price. So obviously, if you're looking at that, if you can only buy three Hedbert Perez autos or one blue auto, and it continues the same trend as this, you'd obviously want to go the blue auto because you're making more money. But this is just one example. So let's take another one. And we've got Ronald Acuna. So on Acuna. So on February 23rd, a Bowman Chrome Blue Auto number to 150 BGS95 sold for $14,800 on a buy it now or best offer. Um, pretty hefty price there. 14,800 bucks on February 21st, two days earlier, you could have bought a Bowman Chrome BGS nine, five base auto for $3,759 at $3,760. The difference in that is you could have bought one blue auto or 3.9 base autos. So you could do one blue auto today or 3.5 Hedbert Perez's. You move forward with the Ronald Acuna, and you can either buy one or 3.9 base autos. So yet again, another example of where buying the blue auto, me buying the blue Hedbert Perez would be a better option if it follows this trend than buying a couple base. Fernando Tatis is our next example. So we've got a Fernando Tatis blue auto, BGS 9.5, that sold for $15,500 on April 25th. The same day, April 25th, we had a base auto BGS 9.5 sell for $3,800. Now, it should be pointed out that, of course, not all these BGS 9.5s are going to be of the same ilk. There's going to be some gem mint, some true gems, some true gem pluses, right? And so you are going to find that not all these cards have all the same subgrades, but this is as good as I could do with the what was given to me on eBay. So bear that in mind and bear in mind that if you're buying raw Hedbert Perez or if you're buying a raw blue Hedbert Perez, you might get a PSA 9 on the blue and you might get PSA 10s on all the base. That would definitely set you way ahead. Okay, but assuming you get all the same grades on these autos, the blue would be the way to go. And so you're looking at 15,500 for the blue and 38 Excuse me, 3800 for the base auto of Wanda Franco, or Wanda Franco, Fernando Tatis, BGS 95s. And that equates to 4.1 base auto BGS 95s for one blue auto. So, yet again, 
if it fo if Hedbert follows suit and you assume you got all the same grades, it would be you'd be better off buying the blue. And then lastly, since I took just three of the top guys and I just wanted to do a random guy in the minors right now to see if it still holds, like of course people are going to pay a ton of money for a, like a Juan Soto blue, right? Because it's rare. But will people do the same thing for a guy that's just in the minors and is playing in the minors currently? So I thought of Riley Green, first guy off the top of my head. So a Riley Green blue refractor number 150 BGS 95 sold for $1,275, $1,275 on April 27th. Now this is not a perfect comparison, but two days later, a BGS 95 but 9 auto Riley refractor auto Number to four ninety nine sold for three hundred and twenty dollars. So this is a refractor auto, slightly better than the base auto, but a nine grade. I don't know how much people care about the nine grade, but I'm sure there's a little bit of a ding in price because of that. That being said, the refractor offsets the nine, and so this should be pretty a pretty fair comparison for the base BGS nine five. But I think it's still a little bit high. I bet you can probably get a base BGS nine five for three hundred, maybe even a little less. Um, which would make this number worse because you could buy one blue auto of Riley Green at twelve seventy five, or you could buy four refractor BGS nine five nine Riley Greens for three twenty. Um. So if you look at it that way, it's getting even worse for guys that are in the minors because you have the one card that's way more expensive than a refractor even, which is also numbered to $499, uh, which is a better buy than the base card. So even if you're getting from the major guys down to the Riley Greens of the world, blue clearly still a better price, especially from the point where you could get three and a half base autos for one blue or... Each one of these, as you move forward, was you could get 3.9 or 4, which means you'd want to invest in the blue of Hedbert Perez now so that you can make better profit later. Because if you invest in the base, you would end up needing more base to make up the difference than less base cards to make up the difference. So one last look at that Hedbert Perez. If this trend continues... You're expecting to have to own 3.9. You can only buy 3.5. You'd expect to have to own 3.9 or 4.1, or if he gets really good like Juan Soto, even more than that to make up the difference in price for the blue if, assuming, they all grade the same. Now, there is some risk here. You buy the blue and a PSA 9s, obviously, and the rest PSA 10, the base PSA 10, you're walking away with way more money. But I do think it's interesting. I do think it is what I would have said to start and it just goes to show you that sometimes if you're saving up some money and you're going to spend like $400 on Hedbert Perez autos maybe you spend the extra 150 I know it's easier said than done and get the blue auto and set yourself up for better uh, success later on than right now now that being said you would have to sell one card you couldn't sell one Hedbert Perez when it gets more expensive, recoup all your profits and then take just profit or recoup all your expenses and then just expenses and just take profit on the other two Hedbert Perez's. You can't do that if you buy one blue Hedbert Perez. But in the long run, everything equal, you should make more money on the blue than the base. We'll see if it holds out. I love Hedbert Perez. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't really have $586 I can spend on a blue, so I'm probably going to go with base anyways. But any which way you do it, 
you can't go wrong because you're getting a Bowman Chrome Auto of a kid who's really good, and there's nothing wrong with that. That is all I have for you. Again, sorry, there is no divisional recap. It's one of those things that we're already at 27 minutes, and if I did that, it would have taken way, way longer, and I don't want to keep you here all day. I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you have thoughts on my blue versus base chrome process, let me know. I can be wrong on these things. You know, if you have thoughts on how Mike Trout's been doing or Byron Buxton's been doing or Wander Franco's been doing, let me know in the comments. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to this Dinging Corners today, and I will talk to you guys again next time.